Live from the Momo Pizzeria and Ristorante Studios at 44th and O. Morning radio for the entire capital city. This is LNK Today with Jack and Friends on the Voice of Lincoln, 1499.3 KLIN. All right, greetings and welcome in on a Wednesday morning, middle of the week, April 23rd, 2023. Glad to have you with us. We are starting out your morning today already into the 80s. 81 degrees right now on our way to a high of like 104, and that's not even an exaggeration. But listen, we're getting used to it now at this point. Uh, Good show for you today. It's Wednesday. That means it is a What Chaps Your Hide Wednesday. We will be letting you register your frustrations with the world around you today. You can text them into 402-479-1400. You can Facebook them into us at facebook.com slash LNK today, or you can wait and give us a call when the segment begins at 710. And so get it off your chest no matter how small, how insignificant it seems, we still want to hear from you, and uh, we think you're going to feel better if you bare your soul to us. Also, coming up later in the show, uh, we're going to bring Jason Ball in. We uh, we talked to Jason Ball about a lot of general chamber stuff. We're going to bring him in specifically today, talk a little bit about the air show that is coming to the capital city. We are not far away. The Guardians of Freedom Air Show, which, by the way, uh, free admission, free parking to get to this thing. So how often do you get something like that? So more information, you can check it out now if you want to at lincolnairshow.com. Also, a little bit later during the show, 8 o'clock hour, we will talk to John Bishop as we uh, get another day closer to that Husker football season. Now, eight days a week away, a week and a day away. And, uh, and of course, as I indicated, uh, the heat will continue in the capital city today. Uh, two more days of this. Two more days. Get through the next two. And Friday will be a lot more like kind of a normal summer heat right now. Friday's forecast is for a high of 95, which we're like, sweet. The heat will sounds continue amazing. until morale improves. That will uh, Friday's 95 sounds just delightful. Saturday's uh, 85 sounds more delightful. Yes, uh, absolutely. Absolutely. 83 Sunday, 88 Monday. Uh, so it looks like we're going to stay nor 86 Tuesday, so we're going to stay kind of more normal after that. So we just got to battle through two more of these days here and hopefully normalize a little bit more after that. Well, guys. By the know, way, LPS has canceled early childhood classes today and tomorrow okay. because of the heat. All right, so some of the preschools that go along with uh, with LPS, uh, they are going to not do those. They said, uh, they said it's Partly because about 850 students ride buses during the middle and late in the day, which is the hottest part. Yeah. So we will also, uh, uh, also, I'm sure Caleb is going to have some more detail on that, but some changes to the high school sports yep. schedule as well. We got some, got a handful of games that have been moved that were supposed to be on Thursday night here of this week one of the high school football season that'll go to uh, Friday, and I'm sure that's among some other things that have been changed or moved or adjusted when it comes to practices or games or those sorts of things. So another couple of days of those types of news. But I'll say this, guys. You know, I was perhaps a week, 10 days ago, getting to the point where I was publicly on air lamenting what seemed to be a uh, thanks a lot. Seemed to be a fairly slow news summer, generally. For us, I finally kind of went public with my thoughts about that and the challenges that it presented doing a radio show. Well, 
All that changed very quickly over the course of about a week, didn't it, guys? Holy cow. It is like every day now for the last few days, it has been one big story impacting the local area after the other. Boom, boom, boom. Every single day. And yesterday was no exception. We'll start with the news that Ted Carter, the president of the University of Nebraska system, has accepted the job, the same job, at Ohio State. Oh, excuse me, the Ohio State University. Yeah, and he even said the Ohio uh, State uh, when he was talking up there. Yeah. So he is going to be taking that job at the end of uh, of the first semester of the school year. So at the end of this calendar year, he is going to be moving over to Ohio State. So the University of Nebraska system will be looking for a new president. Carter, of course, had that job since 2019. Um, and I think it's fair to say, you know, there have been some people in University of Nebraska administration in the chancellor p- uh, position and the president position. I think that if you if you talk to people that were a part of the university community or people even who are just kind of paying close attention to news, the, there were always there were always critics out there of a lot of the people who held those positions before. And I'm sure there might have been there to some degree for Ted Carter, too. But. By and large, you talk to people about Ted Carter, who were, again, part of that system, people who are paying close attention, people who are stakeholders in some way related to the university or not. You had about as positive of a, of a reaction to him as I can think of a lot of the, the people who have been leadership in the last decade or two at the University of Nebraska on the academic side of things. And so that's why my reaction initially was, Oh no! Mm-hmm. Oh man! As as a a parent with a student who goes to the University of Nebraska, and obviously is someone who who's an, an alum and supportive, and it's important to to the community and me and everything else. I mean, I'm not going to sugarcoat it at all. I was I was very disappointed to hear that news. That's it's it's too bad for the University of Nebraska. They'll move on. They'll hire someone new. They'll go through that process. But especially. Especially when, for Lincoln's campus, you've just now got a new chancellor. Mm-hmm. That replaced Ronnie Green, who, again, was somebody who had a lot of institutional connection, a lot of knowledge, and I think generally, generally uh, got good reviews on what he was doing as the chancellor at the University of Nebraska-Lincoln. And so you are going to have two new people in those highest positions of leadership related to the University of Nebraska-Lincoln, of course, in the president's case. That's over the entire state college system. And got to cut. It's just, it's. I mean, it's a little bit of a feeling of instability, to be honest. It just that that's just. But it is where they are right now, and mm. it's a different position now to recruit for when when they begin their search than it was three months ago, because now not just are you for that for being the system president, are you in charge of UNL, UNO, UNK, UNMC? You are also now the oversight ahead of Husker Athletics. So now does it's it's not just a what does it look like for each of those campuses, each of those universities, the system as a whole from the academic side, the educational, the funding, all of those different parts. Now someone has to at least have an understanding of the biggest brand in the state of Nebraska. Right. If the if the regions keep it that way, I guess. It, well, in, in, <laughs> which even when there was two months ago that they basically said, "Hey, that we're going to have the president do this stuff instead of the chancellor," which you know, makes the regions more involved as well. 
But a lot of them even said at the time, they said, we'll see if this works. Right. right? We, and so, and we all asked the question, what happens when Ted Carter isn't there? Because I think that decision was made in large part because you had a new chancellor coming mm-hmm. in at UNL. Yeah. And you had somebody who was involved in a whole lot of stuff related to the athletic department before that. So, And I was told by a spokesman yesterday that it, it's too it's too premature right now to to try to think about if there will be changes. Now yeah. the Board of Regents will meet tomorrow, or not tomorrow, Friday, to, to talk next steps sure. for that position. It depends who they hire. I mean, and that, that's the bottom line, is you don't know who they're hiring yet, and that's going to be a process that will take some, some time now. Um, but uh, the other thing to note is, is probably to note is some people might hear, okay, you got a chancellor, you got a university president. Is it just like president, vice president? How does that work? Or is it just like the chancellor is kind of the administrative leader for the Lincoln campus and the president is that, but for the entire system? I, I think, I mean, I don't, I don't com- claim to know exactly what the day-to-day activities of, of each of these positions are, but I do know, I mean, I do know that president position is a little different from the chancellor position in that it is definitely more externally focused Mm -hmm. on external relationships, on fundraising, on, you know, governmental relations, on, on a lot of different things. There's still the management of the university system, but this person's got to be a little bit of a... You know, it's got to be a, a kind of a gregarious fundraiser they gotta person be able who can to build schmooze. relationships outside of the University of Nebraska. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think Carter did a good job with that. I, th- I think he did a good job with that, and that'll be important in the next. Uh, it's <laughs> the chancellor position. There, there's a there's a difference in those two positions in mm-hmm. terms of what the focus is. And you were talking a little bit about how the athletic part of it is now a part of that job as well. Yeah, this is a more. This is going to be a more wide range of things that are not just internal academic university affairs yes in the president's position and so those things are going to be talked about so anyway mark anything to add on that sorry i just kind of went on a filibuster on that but i had some thoughts no, you pretty well hit it all thanks um <laughs> good job jack I, I appreciate it and and so now they'll go through that Go through that process of uh, of who is next, but yeah, it's hard not it's hard not to be disappointed that he made the decision. And you ask you ask yourself, at least I was. Well, wonder what it, what what was it? Was it a better salary, a better job? Was it something about the relationships that existed here with a new chancellor coming in? Was it about you know any relationships that existed with? state government and those sorts of things and i i, I mean it's all speculation mm-hmm, right here at this point i don't know what the answer to that is but it's hard not to think about that a little bit yeah but you know yeah. the the average life or lifespan of a president of a university is this size i've i've heard is somewhere between like five and eight years well he would have been almost there four, four, four years so well he'll, he'll complete four full years you know, by the way, do you know who the um, chair of the search committee was that hired uh, Ted Jim Carter? Pillen. Jim Pillen was. Yeah, yeah, it's interesting. Now, and now they, they they had their disagreements. Yeah, which uh, is interesting too. They the, he was the one. It, I mean, Pillen was the one making the public statements about what a great hire it was in 2019. And I thought of that too, Mark. And they've had they they're not always on the same page on on some things. And again. Things that you wonder about when you're asking why now at this point, but I don't know that we'll ever get a real answer to that. And then the other the other thing, among the other things, again, crazy. Now we don't have enough time in the first segment to talk about all the things that are news in the morning, but the worst kept secret in Lincoln <laughs> development can now be open, I guess. It is Google. Who knew? 
It is uh, Google who is the the people behind the secret LLC Agate 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 uh, who has got all the land out north of the interstate there. Uh, and moving a little dirt, as I understand right now, but Google held a press conference yesterday. Um, you had you had a lot of the local officials speaking yesterday, not only here, but uh, Papillion, I know, has one as well. Um, and I think there's going to be another one that's going to open in Omaha, a data center like this. There's one Northwest. in Council Bluffs. Northwest. Yeah, Northwest Omaha. So we learned a little bit more about this. Sounds like real construction isn't going to be starting, Mark, until 2024. Uh, but we just, you know, we learned a little bit about the facility. Um, it's going to be what Google said yesterday was essentially it's going to help power all these services that we all use: the cloud services, the Gmails, the Maps, the uh, the Google, I don't know, Google Calendar, <laughs> all of the all but, of the, the different things. And it, it, it probably hasn't been said publicly, but you know they're gearing up for continued advancement of AI. Yeah, and, they and said that yesterday they, too. Yeah, that was I mean, a good that, point. That's that's what's driving a lot of this. I that's mean, it's a good point. Yes, the mm-hmm. computing power that AI is going to take going forward is uh, just mind-boggling. Now, I was a little surprised that they've, this has been kind of referred to as such a big project. You know, at least physically and job-wise, and you've seen some of their other campuses. They are very they're large, just physical campuses as well. But it sounds like um, it sounds like they're just going to start out in Lincoln with uh, with thirty full time employees around that. Well, so I was, I was thinking. I mean, I'm not saying I'm disappointed necessarily, but I thought it might be something a little larger. I assume there will be growth after that, but a minimum of thirty people. Uh, Ali Hopkins, Google head of data centers for Iowa and Nebraska, said so. Unknown when that starts, though. So, I mean, we're talking a ways down the road before we even have 30 people employed or, or an expanded number of people and, employed as well. And let's, as well. let's see what it's going to take to power that thing. That's another question, too. These things use a lot of a lot of power as well. And how, how will they do that exactly? You know, what are the infrastructure needs? And what is that eventually going to do for the development of that area, particularly around the interstate as well? I mean, heck... If we're not going to have a jail out there, we might as well get some yeah. stuff people want to go to, right? Yeah. I've just, just what I'd always wanted to do, go to a Google data center. <laughs> Google data center, better than a jail. <laughs> yeah. Great advertising. I guess. I guess. Uh, it's yeah. better than jail. But uh, that whole thing, that whole th- all these people that knew or, or basically knew the entire time can finally speak openly about this whole thing. Yeah. So. Uh, all right. Anything else that I uh, that I need to touch on? Well, we had a ten unit apartment fire overnight, displaced about fifteen people. Uh, LFR had that under control in about uh, fifteen twenty minutes. Oh, so that's man. good. Can you imagine uh, with dealing with that even in the middle oh, of the night? Yeah, yuck. It was about nine thirty, so okay. it was earlier in the evening, but still. Mm-hmm. Can you imagine being forced out of your place? Yeah, at this that oh, time. Uh, robbery North Lincoln just after midnight. Forty uh, eighth and Madison. Quick okay. shop there. I walked in, demanded money. Uh, what else? LPS. We told you about uh, the early childhood uh, classes being canceled uh, today and tomorrow because of the heat. Uh, one other thing, though, that came out of the uh, LPS board meeting, kind of a personal uh, situation with board chair Lanny Boswell. Um, he released a statement uh, just before the meeting, and then he actually uh, appointed Kathy Danick as chair pro tem, 
before the meeting. He said uh, he was recently diagnosed with tongue cancer. Oh. And is seeking treatment, uh, but it makes speech difficult, and uh, he will continue to work with the board, uh, and but be using some speech devices, I guess. To help oh, wow. Communicate. So that oh, was kind goodness. of a, a slap upside the head. Yeah, absolutely. Well, the, we uh, wish him the best. Yeah, wish him Lanny Boswell the best too, as he's uh, he's dealing with that. And then, of Our, course, ground broken on the. Oh yeah, on, on the. Uh, by the way, we were talking uh, earlier this week about you know the nickname, and we were trying to say, hey, what are they going to call this thing? And we're like, yeah, if there's only there was something with sand, you know, that you could call a baseball field, and we we're like, well, can't think of anything. It took us about a second after the segment ended to get a text, and like, hey guys, I, can't, I give credit to whoever the text uh, was from. Harry, Harry was, the, was antenna Harry guy, the antenna guy, yeah. said, uh, guys, the sand lot. It's the sand lot. Yep. I mean, honestly, it's a. That's that's it. They broke ground on the sand that's lot yesterday. It. Yeah, that is absolutely it. <laughs> oh, one other Given thing, Sandhills Global sponsorship. One other thing I forgot: Pete Ricketts announcing his re-election campaign today. Yeah, picked a bad day to do that. <laughs> Nobody even way to get to the eighth story of the day, Pete. Uh, uh, ninth. There's also a debate tonight. That's right. Yeah. All right. At six twenty-five, we'll take a break. Caleb's got sports next on KLIN. Where the news never stops and the talk never ends. They always have great conversation. KLIN Lincoln. A look at news from both inside and outside of Lincoln and conversation on how that news affects us here. It's time for the sound off on LNK Today. All right, 636. Welcome back to LNK Today with Jack and Friends. We are two days away from Request Line Friday. Oh my goodness. The final request line Friday, the final full request line Friday at very least. Just pre- just prepare like it's the final one for the uh, third season. And we are finishing on a note to get you fired up for the, the football season or whatever it is that you want to be fired up about if you're not a football fan but could be volleyball day in nebraska yeah we are uh we are asking you if you were um yeah volleyball day in nebraska that's that's good if if you are uh tasked with replacing making uh not making but picking a new song for the tunnel walk for nebraska what song are you picking what song would you like to hear and why so we are taking your suggestions we are not saying that it the alan parsons project is or should be replaced those rumors seem to come up every few years. They haven't really. I guess we got a few more days in the not in the uh, off season for that to come up and become a discussion. But um, if you were if you were tasked with that decision to pick the next song for this, what would it be? And so we'll be uh, we'll be listening for your picks on Friday. Text those songs in that you want to hear to four zero two four seven nine fourteen hundred. Uh, and we could go on request line Friday if you if you haven't heard it before. It's a unique kind of different experience. Normally listening to news and talk radio, while we still we've got our newscast, we still have our segments like the sound off and the morning drive, and discuss the uh, the stories of the day. We also mix in some music throughout the show as well, and just a little something to get, put a little pep in your step, have some fun, something that's a little different, and kind of a throwback to the radio that we all used to listen to when music radio was taking requests from its listeners, and kind of a democratic process, small-D democratic process of of uh, going through and selecting what was going to be played on the air. Mm-hmm. So that's what we've got coming up on the show on Friday. So look forward to seeing your picks for that and the variety of things that we get there. All righty. With that said, uh, it is time for our morning drive. 
Caleb, debate day in America. I've been waiting all night for Wednesday night. Where's Carrie Underwood with the theme song, right? Where's the... I was going to say, where are the pregame shows? But they actually, I guarantee they're going to have those on the cable news networks. They'll be having Are they going to follow everyone's set up, vehicle? They'll probably as, set up now at the, there in Milwaukee. Just going to have the overhead shots as everyone drives. Right. Like, well, you know, when, when you're watching like Monday Night Countdown, the, the, I'll turn it on when I, you know, I'm making dinner at like 5.30 and the game doesn't start till 7.15. Yep. And they'll always say, and here's Aaron Rodgers walking in the walking in the uh, stadium, yes. and somebody who's wearing a suit who's walking in, and that whole see scenario. everyone go so through warm ups. Are we going to see like here's Nikki Haley coming in into the locker room? Right, she's got her earbuds in, getting in the right state of mind. That sort of a a situation. Some live shots next to the stage. Yeah, the, the you know the kind of the college game day. Effect. Look, if we can't get we can't get our Husker football still for another week, let's at least make everything else into football. Shall build, we? build your college game day debate edition team. Uh, yeah, that'd be good. That I would, think that'd be fun. That'd be all right. So anyway, this is happening in Milwaukee. Trump won't be there. Okay, you'd know that by now, probably. Sorry if you're disappointed by that. But uh, what can we look forward to? tonight in the first of the GOP debates. It's a chance for that breakout moment to connect to voters at tonight's debate in Milwaukee for eight candidates vying for the GOP presidential nomination and in the battleground state of Wisconsin where Republican National Committee Chair Ronna McDaniel says Americans will hear a contrast between the GOP's vision versus Joe Biden. Cost of living is up. We know gas prices are up. We know families are dealing with financial death by a thousand cuts under Bidenomics and they want to see us talk about issues at the same time as all eight candidates perhaps fight each other and for second place well behind the person who won't be on stage tonight former president donald trump who's skipping the gop debate jeff manasso fox news all right bergam christie desantis haley hutchinson pence ramaswamy scott and not trump even though trump obviously would have qualified not qualified suarez uh Harry Johnson, Will Hurd, Larry Elder, and someone named Binkley who isn't even linked on Wikipedia. <laughs> That's probably not a good start. But Binkley did meet the donor criteria, so congrats on uh, congrats on that. Um, now there, are, if you're if you're wondering, the next one on this, the next one on this is in California, Simi Valley, California. I believe that's at the Reagan Library on September 27th. So there'll be another month until there's another one. Just looking ahead a little bit on this one. And you do have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, seven who have qualified for that. Burgum is the only one. Burgum is not uh, yet qualified for that one. Hutchinson is not yet qualified for that one of the people who qualified for the first one. And then there'll be another one, October in Alabama. So those will be the three fall debates scheduled for the RNC. I think that's all of them. Then you've got a handful of forums that will be coming up, too, um, as you get closer and closer as well to the 2024 primaries. There you go. Who will be the winner? What will, what will the topics be? What? How much will how much will Trump be a topic? That'll be interesting. Um, how? Uh, what's kind of the balance going to be between... Hutchinson and Christie, who are kind of more Trump critics than most of the rest of the field. Um, what and then, of course, what are solutions? Right? What are what are some of the solutions that are brought out there? Because 
feel like we don't talk about that nearly as much in politics as we used to. So be interested to to take a look at how this whole thing happens tonight uh, in Milwaukee, Algonquin for the good land. Still, to, it, it's still going to be interesting to see how many people even tune in for it without Trump on stage. Yeah, that is. Yeah, and, and, and what what that does for any of the polling numbers for anyone if they just shift around a little bit, but nobody actually makes up any ground on Trump. Yeah. I, yeah, it's again, if I had to guess at the sort of and again, there's no declared winner, so it's all kind of a subjective thing. I don't know. I just feel like uh, Scott or Haley might be the ones who have the most to gain from this thing tonight. Mm-hmm. That's just um, that's my guess on this whole thing. Uh, and by the way, I don't know the details on this. And um, so Trump is going to. Uh, going to do the sit-down with Tucker Carlson. It's an interview, evidently, that's already been taped here. He already, He's already taped an interview with Tucker Carlson, expected to be used by counter-programming at this point. I don't know yet, and maybe it's been... Somebody can tell me if I missed this and it, it's out there. I don't even know exactly where that's going to be broadcast. Is it, like, it going to be on Truth Social? Because... I don't think it'll be on a TV network. I wouldn't think Fox isn't putting Tucker Carlson on. Obviously, just, they all all the news stations are going to have the the debate going on. Maybe on there's Twitter. maybe there's one of those stations, those kind of secondary conservative news stations or something like that that might be up there. But we'll see. I don't I don't know for sure, and that that might be um, that might be updated now. So okay. I'm sure you can figure it out. All right, what else do we have going on here today? Uh, why don't we jump into this one here? More student debt forgiveness news, potentially, potentially here. And it's really hard to keep all of this organized in your head right now. You obviously had the one program that was uh, put down by the Supreme Court a couple of months ago, month and a half, two months ago. Uh, then you had the uh, income-based one where they were adjusting how long payments have been made, and that mm-hmm. could change things. Now you've got a third program, essentially, that could bring some relief and could also bring some extensive spending at the federal government level. Weeks before student loan payments resume for the first time in over three years, President Biden is launching a new program based on income and household size. Those qualifying will have monthly bills slashed in half and interest limited. But once again, there's a chance it doesn't pan out. Officials say millions of borrowers will have monthly payments reduced to zero. Others will save nearly $1,000 a year under President Biden's latest plan to alleviate the burden of student debt. In the coming weeks, Education Department officials will reach out to nearly 30 million borrowers as part of a massive campaign to boost enrollment. But it will also serve to counter beliefs the president deserves poor marks for broken campaign promises. All right, so... If you're if you're keeping close track of this, congratulations, number one, because it, right. it feels like it's it's incredibly confusing. But I think you can go uh, apply th- for this new program, um, or I don't know if you're, you've gotten an email about it or something. I don't know. I don't know. You have to uh, you have to figure that, and that's if it stays around. So we'll see if the, yeah, the, the you'll get legal challenges again. Now the ones on the income based payments got thrown out of court because they ruled the plaintiffs didn't have standing in that case. Although that was without prejudice, so it could come back again. 
And then I'm sure those same things hold true for the potential of this current one as well. All right, let's get into some other things, shall we? Not like this is like super happy, though, or, or exciting either, but we've been talking a lot, Caleb, about interest rates and how they affect home purchases, and of course they they do. But another purchase, obvious purchase, that they're impacting is car purchases when a loan is involved with buying a car, as it often is when people mm-hmm. buy new cars. The average interest rate on a loan for a new car hit 7.2% last month, according to Edmonds. The average transaction price for a new car is now more than $48,000, according to Kelly Blue Book. The average down payment last month, nearly 6800 That leaves about 41500 to be financed at the average rate of 7.2%. After 72 months, Total interest paid would be higher than $9,700. Total cost for that car then higher than (laughs) $58,000. Yep. Maybe if you can for a little while, just see if you can pay cash and maybe downgrade your expectations. Mm -hmm. It's easy for me to say, you know, not, although I might be in that market again soon. I very well could be in that market again soon. Got to hit the hit the used cars. I, I, yeah, yeah, the the, the new I, ones. We that. try and I try and get my aspirational goal is get ten years out of my cars. Mm-hmm. Ten years out of my cars, trade them in, uh, and and go to the next one, and hopefully pay cash for the next one, and buy used, and then when you know you've got it, you're going to have it for a decade, and you know you're just going to be trading it in at probably not a high value when you trade it in. It's kind of a more of a stress-free life with your car, to be honest. Yeah. Like, I got a ding in it, and I'm like, well, oh well, right? Yeah. I mean, it's, we're gonna be. It's it's not gonna be make a huge impact when I'm when I'm trading it back in at 175,000 miles. Right. Um, Had we not needed to have a bigger inside of the vehicle to fit a car seat, I would still have my car I bought in 2016. I. I loved it. It was it was something I had no issues with. I'd be on what year seven for it here. Yeah, but we the car seat didn't necessarily fit in the back, so we traded it in. Yeah, yeah. So anyway, um, yeah. Whenever whatever whatever of these markets you're in, trying to buy these things, I feel for you because I know it's I know it's tough right now, and and you see the the cost of doing business with these kinds of loans right now, whether it be a mortgage, whether it be a car loan, whether it be anything like else like that, and you're just like, oh, that's that's so. I mean, the numbers that they're talking about nine thousand in interest on that kind of a purchase, it's it's crazy. Mm-hmm. It's great. It hurts to think about. Y- yeah. <laughs> okay, let's uh, let's get a few more of these things in before we talk to Officer Chad, who will be in studio with us as well. Oh, you know, as we've talked about many times, Caleb, at some point, right, every every show, every concept, every toy from our, you know, the, the 90s, 80s, I don't know how far back, and then it'll probably start happening from the 2000, 2010s, is going to be rebooted mm-hmm. at some point. There's a dwindling number of things that are left to reboot that haven't been rebooted in some form. Yep, we've invented through- it all. Either through a remake of a movie, or bringing the TV show back, or bringing the movie back, or whatever, or bringing the character back somehow. Well, add another one to the list. Add another one to the list. If you are a fan of Kelsey Grammer and David Hyde Pierce and Frasier, which I never really got into, but it was a huge show in the 90s, 
They're coming back. Frasier has set a premiere date. The revival of the series starring Kelsey Grammer will premiere on Paramount Plus October 12th. In addition, the first two episodes will air back to back on CBS October 17th and will bring the character back to where viewers first saw him on Cheers, Boston. Hey, baby, I hear the blues are calling salads. The new season consists of 10 episodes per the official description of the show. The new series follows Frasier Crane in the next chapter of his life as he returns to Boston with new challenges to face, new relationships to forge, and an old dream or two to finally fulfill. Frazier has re-entered the building. Michelle Polino, Fox News. Uh, all right. So, yeah. Okay, so I guess David Hyde Pierce isn't, he's not going to be, they're not going to be, he's not going to be a regular in this whole thing because he went to, went to Boston this kind of, Feature his nephew, uh, David, played by Anders Keith, who was actually born on the final episode of the original series. Didn't know that. I wonder, now, what I realize is Frasier itself is a reboot or a spinoff, spinoff. of Cheers. Uh-huh. Frasier Crane was a character at the bar on Cheers, and so they made that a spinoff, and it was a very successful spinoff as well. He's going back to Boston. Are they going to bring back Ted Danson and Woody Harrelson and Rhea Perlman? Maybe. Uh, did Norm die? Is is no? Uh, I don't know if Norm is still alive. Uh, Norm's still alive. I think. I don't know if Cliff Clavin is still alive. I don't want to notify anybody of the news. Shelley Long, she's still. Kirstie Alley, she passed away. Jeez, the cast isn't all there now at this point. That's kind of sad. Uh, so did, anyway, did you know the guy who played Norm? His nephew is Jason Sudeikis. I did. I, I, I did. I read that before. What? Yes. yes. Yeah, I, I've seen pictures of them together, so I did actually know that. That was just when I googled it. I was that jumped off the page at me. Yep. Uh and then I got it. I know not everybody's going to know what this one is, but Caleb is going to know what this is, and I want him to at least hear it. Okay. Have you uh, have you have you seen the Netflix documentary? I think there's actually two documentaries on the Fire Festival. I have not watched them. Oh my but gosh! I, but I know okay. what that is. So basically, it was this huge festival yes. that became a big scam, and these people, all these rich kids, flew down to the Caribbean to go on this getaway music festival weekend, and it was it was a mess. There they was were like not, they no were not amenities. Prepared. They, they were, were no just amenities. trying to survive. They, yes, they were trying. It's a gr- it's a really the guy putting it on was doing some unsavory went, stuff for he, water. He went to jail. Yeah, he went to jail for scamming people out. He's out of jail now, and he's ready to get back in the game. Billy McFarland is back after a short time in prison. The original creator of one of the biggest festival disasters is back and says Fire Festival 2 is happening. McFarland said during his time in solitary confinement, he came up with a plan. We decided that Fire Festival 2 is coming back to the Caribbean. We are targeting Fire Festival 2 for the end of next year. The original Fire Festival, which was co-founded by McFarland and rapper Ja Rule, infamously became a viral sensation after it launched with distinctly less glamorous reasons, including unfinished infrastructure and canceled talent, cheese sandwiches on white bread, and FEMA tents. Michelle Polino, Fox News. I'm glad he's keeping the branding if they're going to reboot. Speaking of rebooting everything. Everything will be rebooted, whether it was good or bad at some point, including Fire Festival, evidently. Oh, my God. 654, we'll take a break. Crime Stoppers coming up next on KLIN. When you're thinking Huskers. Intercepted at 15, and the Huskers have it inside the red zone. Think 1499.3 KLIN. 
They done it. And now LPT needs your help. Crime Stoppers on LNK Today. Well, I introduced both of the people in the studio today to fire. It's by the way, it's FYRE Fire Festival. But if you need a good documentary to watch out, I would recommend it. It's oh. very entertaining. Okay, so are people really going to fall for this a second I time? I can't I think I, I, I think know. you should go work security. Yeah, that'd Dude, be good. I, I'm totally in if it's a free trip to the Bahamas. But look, anybody that believes the write-up on the second one, I mean, it's complete balderdash. How do you believe this stuff? Yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah, it'll be it'll be interesting to see what happens with this. By the way, yeah. have you? Uh, 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 but I, I guess I assume, and maybe I don't. Do police get a lot of option uh, offers to work? security like private security on the side or that sort of thing or do they move on to that career frequently so we have off-duty jobs that get posted Mm -hmm. regularly um we are a regular uh fixture at all the events at pinewood bowl pba um i myself work most if not all the home football games every year um yeah i see you all the time there yeah (laughs) you've said hi like twice maybe Okay. <laughs> He's busy. He's working. No, I see. If we're not at work, we... Right, oh, right, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but no, we'll, we'll get things like that posted all the time. Um, you know, oversized um, large loads that need to be moved on a semi, we'll escort those. Those are all off-duty postings where it can be either be a overtime pay or an off-duty rate pay. Gotcha. So, yeah, we get opportunities like that all the time. Interesting. All right, let's talk about uh, what's going on with Crime Stoppers now that I took most of our time up once again. All right, well, this title might take up most of the time we have left. I'm the backpack loaded up with things and knick-knack tools. I'm the backpack, backpack. <laughs> Yeah, so a car at 12th and A gets rummaged through, uh, backpack was taken, had a whole bunch of rock climbing gear, jewelry, and a whole bunch of other items. Uh, we found the backpack located at a nearby business, but a lot of the stuff inside was missing. We do have a, a picture or a few pictures of a guy on a bicycle that took off with it. Uh, the next one I picked because it kind of looks like my pickup in the picture, but it's not. Okay. Uh, smash and skedaddle. Uh, August 1st, about 1.30, a black F-150 was reported to have hit a silver pickup near 14th and O, and then took off. Uh, possibly a, a female driver with a child in the front seat. And if, yeah. Okay. All so, right. Good pictures there of the pickup. Not Chad's. Not mine. But... Nope. I drive a two-wheel drive. Sorry. All right. <laughs> yeah. Sad. <laughs> sad you couldn't upgrade. No. Uh, oh, here... This oh, is a, a conversation for now. another day. Yeah, I, I, yeah. I thought you said, oh, it was a two you were holding up, really. Yeah. All right, we got a minute to talk oh. now. What do you want to talk about? Um, <laughs> how about I ask you a question? Okay, this is weird. All right, what brought you to radio work? <laughs> How's that? What brought me to radio yep. work? Uh, not wanting to be an attorney anymore. No more <laughs> billable hours brought me to being a uh, being me to radio. So Okay, there all you right. Go. I know the sentiment. Maybe the, when I'm done being a cop, I'll... I, free intern there we go there you go all right perhaps we'll uh we'll see that all right thank you very much chad i appreciate it uh check it out lincolncrimestoppers.com for these uh posts and the other ones that you may be able to help with and maybe get a cash reward while helping out the lincoln police department all right during the seven o'clock hour you know it it's time to get it off your chest with what chaps your hide wednesday text in your chaps to 402-479-1400 or check out the facebook page facebook.com slash lnk today seven o'clock on KLI and lincoln that's a quick check of your time saver traffic live from the momo pizzeria and ristorante studios at 44th and O. morning radio for the entire capital city this is lnk today with jack and friends on the voice of lincoln 1499.3 
KLIN. Well, I mean, what better way to start what chaps your hide Wednesday than with and a with, with a, a chat from the governor with a newscast where it, apparently someone else's hide is chapped. I don't even think I can match that level of hide chappedness. <laughs> Whoo! If you, uh, if you missed it, we are going to get back to that in the morning drive. Uh, if you heard it, you know what I'm talking about. But we'll have time for that a little bit later. we got stuff to talk about right now, including what Chef Chad wins. Hey, maybe we'll come back to, to, uh, to that issue. But we want to open it up for you right now. Phone line is open for you, 402-479-1400, as is the text line at that same number. Also, the Facebook page, facebook.com slash LNK today. What are we doing? Well, we are just offering you an open forum to tell us, hey, if there's something that's bothering you that may not even be relevant to telling us about, but you just want to tell someone, you know, we know how that is. Sometimes it just feels better to tell someone something. And once you've said it right away, you feel some level of, relief of stress and anxiety and frustration and whatever it might be. And we provide that service to you here with what chaps your hide Wednesday. There's nothing too small or irrelevant to have your hide chapped about and to tell us about. So let's get going right now. Phone lines are busy to start off. And so we're going to get going right away. First in line today is Mike. Mike, good morning. morning. What's chapping your hide? Okay. Hey, Caleb, I got a question for you. Okay. This animated dog, floppier dog, helped his friend Steve look for clues. What is his first name? That's, that's too hard. It's also the color of the sky. <laughs> uh, still too hard. Purple. Still, still too hard. Uh, Sorry, Mike. That right, not... Jack, 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 yeah. Franco Harris, Gary Bradshaw, and Lynn Swan. Help lead this Pittsburgh team to Super Bowl victory. <laughs> what is the name of the team? Uh, Pirates. No, Steelers. <laughs> Steelers. Sorry. Yes. Okay, Mark. Are you ready? <laughs> He's not. Yeah. He can't hear you right now. He can't oh. hear you right now. He's busy in the newsroom. But give it to me. I'll do it. Okay. In 1959, Nikita Khrushchev pounded his shoe to the United Nations. <laughs> What person and from what country was he protesting the comments? I get your your point has been made, man. Your point has been made. Just for us boomers, baby. Just for us boomers. All right. Thanks, Bye. Mike. I appreciate it. Oh, yeah, by, by the way, it was a little unfair to the X's, I think, there. We don't, ours is not quite that simple, but. They're not that hard either. I mean, I mean, just to, to Mike's point, I'd just like to clarify that. Also, I, I realize that the millennial ones, like, they weren't super hard last week, but they're... Oh, thanks, Caleb. They're not for, baby questions. Uh, they're baby questions. But next week, next week we play again. Uh, not next week, tomorrow, I should say. We play again for but, tickets to... But wait a minute. You, you missed a millennial question last week. Anyway, we play again tomorrow for tickets to the <laughs> volleyball game at Memorial Stadium and so again, you got your you got your chance, everybody. X's, Y's, Boomers, Millennials, Z's to uh, represent your generation tomorrow at seven ten, playing Ticket Thursday, and maybe winning yourself some tickets to see Husker volleyball play in Memorial Stadium. Some difficult tickets to get, even though Mike has some problems with the way that the game is played, as do other people. <laughs> Back to the phone. Stacy is next. Good morning, Stacy. What's chapping your hide this morning? Stacy, are you there? 
I don't know. You're Stacy. All right. Stacy, call back if you are uh, if you're there. Let's go to the. Uh, oh, you got. Oh, he's got her now. Okay. I think he's got her. Are you there? All right. Sorry, Stacy. We got you now. How are you doing? I'm fine. I'm glad I got you. <laughs> sorry about that. I'm not sure what happened. What, what's chapping your eye today? Uh, well, mine's kind of two things, but it's kind of related. I okay. really get chapped with the fact that they let kids go back to school so early because even though I'm an older person, um, I love to go to the swimming pools, and they always close them when they go back to school. Mm-hmm. And this has been the perfect week to go swimming. Exactly. <laughs> I've been thinking the same thing this week, Stacy. 100%. Yes. Yeah. Without a doubt. All right. We, we got you, Stacy. I I think that, yeah, wouldn't it be nice? Wouldn't it be wouldn't it be nice uh, where we, uh, I mean, and look, they can't even practice football at this point, outside or softball. Can't play games here at this point. I'd, I'd be interested in going back to that schedule, too. It's just the problem is how do you balance it out and give them a semester break? Because, again, don't go back to the weird thing I had when I was in high school where... Where you go back for, like, two weeks? We would go back for two weeks in January, and then we had our finals. Absolutely semester not. break. So that was bad, too. I'm sure there's way around it, though. All right, back to the phones. Uh, which of these calls is next? I guess Scott, not Molly. Scott, not Molly. All right, Scott, not Molly. What's chapping your eye this morning? Got a couple quick weather ones. Yeah. Oh, oh really? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> what do you got? First one: the sixty-second cataracts. <laughs> Tell- you get out of your car, and your glasses immediately fog <laughs> over so hard you can't. Yeah, anything so bad. So and you just take them off. You take them off, and then you can't see for distance for anything either, and that doesn't help all that much either. I'm with you. I exactly. Got that. This week has been so bad. You know, normally it's your car. Yes. Even walking out of stores this week, it's been bad. Exactly. I'm completely with you. I've experienced it multiple times. What else you got? And then the second one, I think I've determined looking through various Wikipedia and online sources, I suffer from PTFD. Which is? Post-traumatic fog disorder. <laughs> I walk out in the mornings and it, the fog, but yet I've got to sit there and ask myself, is this actually fog or are Kansas and Canada trying to kill us again? <laughs> I don't know. It, it just stresses me out. I, I got know. it. I got you, man. I appreciate it. Well, good luck getting through it all. Thank you very much for Scott and Amalia. All right, back to the phones one more time. Uh, oh, God, the phones are just ringing off the hook. Brett is next. Good morning, Brett. What is chapping your hide today? Morning, guys. What's up? Uh, this is, it's a small thing. It's maybe a stupid thing. But, That's okay. Uh, that the, We've said it. Though, those are okay here. Those are okay. What do you iPhone got? iPhone users? You're yes. an iPhone user. Is, is, does Caleb use an iPhone? You know I do. <laughs> okay. You're, you guys will hopefully relate to this one then. Anytime you're joining a wireless network, you go to your settings, you go to the wireless network, you yeah. see the one that you want pop up on the list, mm-hmm. you reach for it, and a new one immediately pushes that one down. So you choose the one that you didn't want. I don't know why it doesn't populate down the list instead of at the top of the list. It makes no sense, but I swear there's a sensor in the phone that is waiting for me to reach for that network, and then it moves it. I Honestly, I, I, I've experienced that, and I also have a similar experience, Brett, where like I'm, I'm doing something on my screen. Like, I have the banners that come down as notifications, and so yes. like I'm trying to slide down to get my flashlight right or something and then all of a sudden a news article will pop up there and all of a sudden i've opened the news article <laughs> and now exactly. i'm doing all that that we you've got to be quick right you've got to be quick with oh, yeah. these things i got you brett thank you i appreciate right. it 
Same thing. Same thing. All right. Let's go to the Facebook page. I think there's uh, more than a dozen on the Facebook page. Yeah. I'm going to edit Steve's <laughs> just for language. Uh, Steve says, Ohio State, find your own dang president. And then Jason responded, I mean, they just did. <laughs> Everyone is correct. <laughs> Despite Steve's use of strong language there, he's not the angriest person to talk about that on this radio station in the last 10 minutes. Nope. Holy cow. (laughs) Steven then points up to that. He says $1.8 million for Admiral Ted. Is that what it is? $1.8 million? I I know you're you're not good with emojis. He's not pointing up to it. (laughs) That was a different finger, it turns out. (laughs) Yes, it is. See, I don't have my bifocals on, and so I can't I can't see exactly. <laughs> it might have been pointing up still. Uh, and then we got the other one that is filling up most of the uh, the content on what chaps your eye. Karen says what a few people have said: a prison being built in a fast growing residential neighborhood. Um, Natalie says what everyone else will say, the prison on the northeast side of Lincoln, when there are industrial areas closer to the interstate. I grew up at 98th and Holdridge, and this makes me sick. It's perfect for development in between the solar farms, and now the prison, that whole south side of town, is ruined. Uh, And then Will, he's doing his national politics thing. He says a president who goes on two vacations before visiting the Hawaii disaster, then goes back on vacation after leaving. Uh, Lori says, items on drive through menus that aren't available anymore. I like to occasionally treat myself to iced coffee and a cinnamon roll on Fridays on my way to work. Well, no more cinnamon rolls at McDonald's. If the ice cream machines not working weren't bad enough. Right. Now they're just taking stuff off the menu. I did not. What's next? The McDouble? Uh, what's next? Uh, Slippery slope, McDonald's. And then Mike says, what chaps his side is the lack of, I guess this could have went back to the the prison thing slightly, um, maybe some other things too. He said the lack of transparency in the Pillen administration. Wow, we got politicians on both sides of the aisle at multiple levels getting getting smacked around today and what chaps your hide Wednesday. Tom's talking about the weather, though. He says even my ears are sweating. <laughs> Rich says people who aren't all in and totally amped for Husker Volleyball ball and Football to start next week. Time to chug the red Kool-Aid and Rule-Aid. We are undefeated. Let's baby. go. You know what? I'm going to agree with Rich. And, I, like, I don't care. I don't care if you, in the end, are going to be right with your uh, assessment of Nebraska football. But do you know who chaps my hide is the person online or in person who every time this time of year that you start to you say something sort of hopeful, mm-hmm. sort of optimistic about about Nebraska football. There is always a Nebraska football fan waiting in the weeds to say, well, actually. Nope, nope, nope. I can't be up. They got to show me first. They got to show me <laughs> first. Something. Well, I mean, You know what? I'd like them to show me first, too, and. I picked, I think Nebraska's going to go somewhere between 5 and 7, 6 and 6, somewhere in that area. But going into Minnesota, I'm going to be amped for success. I, there are just so, people who put so much effort into, before things even happen, by by just sort of coming into them thinking it's not going to go well. And I get it, it hasn't gone well for a long time. 
but still, like, I can't even imagine. I can't even imagine being that type of fan. And it's uh, we'll see. Just live a little. We'll see. Live I'm gonna a little be, like, with some optimism. It's weird. I want to like talk trash to fans of the same team when things go well. <laughs> I'm like, see, when that happens, I hope I'm doing that Thursday night to be. To be honest, the greatest rivalry in in sports is Nebraska v Nebraska. That's true on the on the fan side. Angie says, "What chapter hide is a uh, one word condescension." Ooh. Ooh. Ooh, what's the text line looking like? Uh, full. All right, why don't you? Midtown keep... Dave says, "When dog owners drop their dog's little poop bag in my garbage dumpster, <laughs> I, sitting okay. by the curb, not a cool move." One, one, it's a hundred degrees outside, and two. That little bag doesn't always make it out of the dumpster. Oh, yeah. Uh, I've been tempted to do that. Just to tout myself here and my character for a minute, I'm tempted to do that all the time. (laughs) And I never have. I lug that thing with me the entire rest of the while. And my dog, I mean, it's it's like clockwork. Right, Right when we get far enough on the walk for me not to want to go back, so about three to five minutes in all of a sudden it's go time (laughs) for the dog to make sure I am maximizing the length of the walk that I am carrying said poop bag Mm -hmm. around the entire time. And I'm, you know what? Let me just tell my character again for a minute. Do you know what I've done multiple <laughs> times, Caleb, since being a dog owner now for a year? Have you picked up other people's poop? Absolutely. Well, not. other 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 people's dogs. Poop. No, not that either. <laughs> Is uh, I will. We've got the little. We got the leash that has like the bags. Maybe everybody does yeah. this with the bags that are in the little plastic thing that mm-hmm. go along with it. I've gone multiple times. I've realized we were out of bags, or I didn't have bags with me for whatever reason. And he's done his business, and I have. Got in my car afterwards, driven I back. Say you used your hand, dri- animal. <laughs> driven back and taking care of it like a good. Yep. I'm just probably people talking about what a great guy I am on next door. I'm not on it, but I guarantee, like that guy with the bad lawn is a really, really stand up dude. Mosh Pit Chad says, "What chaps his hide these last few weeks of summer bring on fall and football season." Come on, no kidding. Adam says it chaps my hide to try to watch a cool YouTube video that the audio was apparently recorded through a tin can underwater. Okay, hold on. Is that is he referring specifically to the Nebraska football Problem. one? That, that's, because that's my guess. They did yeah. this. They did the hour documentary thing, which is really cool. But so much of it was hard to hear. Did you did you watch it yet? I haven't watched it yet. It's but, just but that's what I so much of it was. But I don't know that it was recorded poorly. It was just it was tough to hear. But I'll watch it again maybe today. Todd says, good morning, guys. Todd, so what chaps my hide is the moron, lazy son of a gun who didn't return the shopping cart to the cart corral at Walmart. And, of course, the wind picked up, and it ran right into a car and left a nice mark. I bet the owner was uh, much appreciated on that. I saw it happen as I was walking to my car from the store. Just put the cart back to the cart corral no matter how far you have to walk, you coward. Can I talk about my character again for a minute? Uh, This is about two years ago at the Edgewood Target, and I'm going down the aisle trying to find a parking lot, and I see a cart on the run hurtling toward a parked car in the lot. It was rolling down. I mean, it had a long path to go to. I slam my car into park. I get out of the car, and like a dang hero, slow motion run after that thing. Boom, boom, boom. Grab the handle inches from that car. Nobody knew I did it. 
Jason says people's overreaction to the weather. Chris Nolatha says ditto to what Pillin said. Anyway, nobody, nobody did it. Nobody knew I did it, except for all of you now. But very humble, obviously. It's just a great moment. 725 on KLIN. Want today's top news stories? Top Husker stories? It's time to count them down. The five things you'll be talking about today. This is The Morning Drive, presented by Stonebridge Insurance and Wealth Management on 1499.3 KLIN. All right, it is time to count them down with The Morning Drive, brought to you by Stonebridge Insurance and Wealth Management. So without any further ado, let's get things going with... Number five. University of Nebraska System President Ted Carter leaving UN, uh, the university system after being uh, hired as the president of the Ohio State University. The board of trustees in Columbus yesterday made that uh, announcement. Uh, Carter said he was drawn to Ohio State because it operates at the highest levels. He was unanimously approved, begins his job January 1st. All right, number one, when you said the Ohio State University, my eyes about rolled out of my head. Number one. That's, it's the sign. I know. I've, I've been yeah. on that campus. I know. Oh, I'm glad they didn't hire I'm, you away from us, too. And, um, and I've also transported their football team once or twice, and it's made yeah. very clear. The? Even to the bus driver? Who cares? The bus driver uses the or not. Just drive the bus. Jeez. <laughs> Regardless, on the uh, Ted Carter issue, yep. my first response this morning was disappointment. Disappointed that he is leaving. I I think he was doing, I think a lot of people thought he was doing a, a good job. He was also a stabilizing force right now at the University of Nebraska-Lincoln, given that you've got a new chancellor coming in and just getting things started. You kind of even felt that a little bit when the regents voted, hey, we're going to move some of this athletic stuff to the president's plate instead of the chancellor's plate. Somebody's got some stability and experience in that specifically. Um, and there was a level of, uh, yeah, uh, no no better way for me to say it. There was a, a level of comfort and confidence that I had in him being at the university where I've got my son going that's in the community that I'm an alum of, all of those things. And so for him to leave was surprising and, and disappointing, I think is one way to say it for me. One person who sounded more disappointed than me, Mark, mm-hmm. was the governor who you just talked to about it. Just give We're going to play the clip, but just give us a, a little background here on what we're going to hear. Well, I, I had the opportunity to do a, a one-on-one telephone interview with the governor this morning, and uh, we talked uh, primarily about his trip to Texas and the drug issues there. But I asked him, I said, uh, and I asked you a couple of other things. He said yes, and I asked him what his thoughts were on uh, Ted Carter leaving the system, and he told me. Probably disappointment in higher education in terms of presidents that uh, just don't stick with you, you know, four years and move on to a greener pasture. I love Ted Carter. Uh, think the world of him, but uh, he gave us our word, his word. We change things, we improve things. Uh, so him, uh, him bailing at this moment is uh, very disappointing. I mean, he could. He, he didn't sugarcoat that when he could have. There's no. no doubt about that. I mean, that wasn't a, hey, we're disappointed, but we we wish him the best. We thank him for everything that he's done there. That was, we're disappointed on in him. He bailed on us. His words. And does that sound to His you guys words. like the Woo. added the added responsibility of Husker Athletics was something that that Pillen and the Regents worked on to entice him to stay? Well, and he just got a, a good bonus. 
I, he got a hundred forty-four thousand dollars bonus recently. Well, well, and he donated that to right, charity. But, but, I'm, but I'm saying that that's fine. Right. But that's still the the uh, regents. Will you will you play that well. clip for me one more time? I want to hear what Caleb's referencing. Probably disappointment in higher education in terms of presidents that uh, just don't stick with you. You know, four years and move on to a greener pasture. I love Ted Carter. Uh, think the world of him but uh he gave us our word his word we change things we improve things uh so him uh him bailing at this moment is uh, very disappointing so you're referring to the, they change things yeah they, they, improve, they change improve things it? they improve i don't things. know exactly what he's referring to there right but, but but what other yeah. what other changes it's, would there have been with that position with the university it does make it sound like there were concerns and he thought they had been addressed is what it sounds like yeah but i that's reading between the lines here pretty significantly on on this whole thing. Huh. So I don't know what that is, but so there you go. Uh, Mark Vale gets the the first comments from the governor who obviously, you know, the one of the president's duties is the, are these external affairs including government relations. And by the way, Jim Pillen was the head of the committee. He was a regent then in 2019 who hired Ted Carter. Right. And he was the guy who gave the first comments when Todd Carter was hired, that were glowing about him, which he's continuing to say, we think a lot of him, we like him, we don't want him to leave. That's why. Right. But my how, four years later, a lot has changed. A lot has changed there. So, interest, interesting, interesting stuff. As you said, just kind of more uh, aside from the governor's comments today. Like you mentioned, Mark, he'll be here through the semester calendar year he'll be leaving and going to ohio state and you wonder yeah you wonder what the profile of the person that they hire for this position is I mean, is tough, now because it's a tough position to fill it's a tough position to fill and people it's it's different from the chancellor's job in that it's not necessarily internally academic or internally academic focused i mean that's certainly a part of it for the university system but for a president, there's a lot of fundraising that goes into this. There's a lot. There's a lot of maintaining relationships at the not only the funder level, but at the government level, at the you know at the athletics level now as well. That's becoming a bigger deal as well. Like I, th- I think you'll have more of a legitimate, I think legitimate conversation about how much that should be considered in what this university system president does and has in their arsenal right. with the athletics at this point. I really do, and I don't. I wouldn't necessarily say that about a chancellor, but I might about a president now, just because it impacts the university so much in the decisions that are going to be made in the next few years are going to be impacting the university as a whole so very much, not just because I'm a you know a football fanboy or, or something like that. So we will see. Uh, good. Anything uh, else to add? Well, yeah. Um, although the discussion was primarily about his trip to Texas and visiting the uh, National Guard troops in Nebraska there. Uh, I would not have been doing a very good job in news if I didn't ask him about another big issue that uh, hit the fan, uh, hit the news last week. You know, the prison. Yeah. yeah. Trying to find the best location possible. We certainly uh, have uh, had uh, numerous conversations with the city of Lincoln. You know, uh, we're... We're gonna we're gonna be building a prison a year from now, and uh, that takes a whole lot between now and then. It's been delayed, and it can't be delayed anymore. Okay. Yep. Yeah. I mean, All he right. just doubled down on you know 
from what I understood, it's going forward. Yeah, yeah, a hundred percent. That's what. Yeah, that's what it sounds like there. Um, so he'll uh, he'll have further opportunities. There'll be certainly be more. Con- and and even judging from our what chapter I'd Wednesday responses, you know, a lot of Northeast Lincoln was coming out and and airing some frustration with that whole thing. And you'll have a so. chance to uh, ask him about it next Monday afternoon. Uh, the Governor's Call-In Show. Uh, what time can people hear that, Mark? Uh, 2 p.m. 2 p.m. on I have to stop Monday. and think because it's statewide. We also have mountain time zone, so I... Got mentally. it. No, two, that's fine. 2 o'clock here. Yeah. 2 o'clock here. <laughs> 1 o'clock if you're in the mountain time zone. Moving on. Number four. Google announced plans to build a data center here in Lincoln. Uh, worst kept secret uh, for the past several years. Announcement made at their data center in Papillion. Uh, a lot of people from Lincoln, Omaha, Papillion, all there, including uh, quite a bit of the federal congressional delegation. Yeah. So we can stop beating around the bush on this thing, right? It's been, <laughs> holy cow, it's been a long time that it feels. This was first announced like when Ted Carter was hired, right? Years. It's been oh, like four years that we've been talking about this whole thing. Yeah, pre-pandemic. Sure. Turns out it is Google, and uh, they've been moving some dirt around, but it sounds like the timeline on this is still a little unclear. They're going to get going next year with construction. Um, big facility, but they were talking about how only initially it was around 30, Google said around 30 full-time employees to start, which uh, I, it's a little surprising. I, I thought we were talking about bigger, like way bigger numbers than that, but they'll, you'll grow, they'll grow into that, I suppose, and a little be bit later. hundreds, no doubt, involved in the building of the facility. Yes, that's true, they, and that, that factors into it as as well. So, you know, we don't know a, a ton more. What, what Google said is, hey, all these things that you use from Google, right? Google Google Drive, Google Maps, Gmail, YouTube, all of these things. This Translate. is uh, Google Translate. I use that a, a lot. This is the, that's the kind of stuff that this is going to support here as well. These these services and as you mentioned, Mark, earlier in the show, and I think you're exactly right. And Google said as much as it's kind of developing, continuing the development with AI too. It's going to be a it's going to be a place where that's happening. Can you imagine the amount of data that's going to be going across the state of Nebraska? Once these are fully operational, yeah, it, that's it's a good point. It's a good point, and the amount of infrastructure that they need um, oh, yeah. to to make these things happen, like the energy, the, the amount of energy that these things they have the heating take up as well. the, the heating and cooling contract on that. Yeah, one. boy, but Google is really oh, I, I, re- I wonder what it is. Google is really investing in Nebraska because you know this this event was held in Papillion, I believe, right? And yes, you had. You got a papillion one. They're going to be building one in Omaha as well. I mean, it's a real, it's a real kind of specific investment in Nebraska happening right now with Google. Well, I think part of it is just geographic location. I mean, you're almost dead center in North America, and and so you literally uh, are able to service both coasts uh, plus the center part, and so you've just got a natural point here. I mean, that's why a lot of the large comp- uh, trucking companies are also headquartered in the Midwest. Yeah. Because they can go both ways. Got it. Got it. All right, so there you go. $18.6 million for the land. Applied for $600 million in uh, state tax incentives. Um, been shrouded in secrecy, but we kind of we kind of know there aren't those questions around it anymore. All right, moving on. Number three. Ground broken yesterday on the uh, Sandlot, Sandhills Global Youth Complex, first in Cornusker, uh, it was broken, uh, ground broken nine yesterday morning. $27 million complex, five youth baseball softball fields, two uh, other fields for Nebraska Wesleyan, 
baseball and softball, and then one for Homer's Heroes. Which is? That's a, a field specifically designed for uh, developmentally uh, disabled uh, okay. young people. All right. Uh, yeah, you Colloquial, we've already st- Mench called it the Sandlot. We're making the Sandlot happen, everybody. It, it makes way too much sense. <laughs> I mean, Pinnacle Bank, PBA becomes the, the vault, right? This always happens with these places, and you reference back to the original sponsor. This uh, this probably happened with Every 4th of Global, July, so. you can go out there and play yeah. some games, hand out a bunch of big league chew. <laughs> That's the bubble gum. Have Ray Charles music playing <laughs> in the background. It'll be good. We've talked a lot about this. Uh, it's been needed. I mean, it's it's a missed opportunity. It's been a missed opportunity in Lincoln for a lot of years. It's been yeah. a mi- and this will take a bite out of that. And hopefully they'll be able to get this thing built. Hopefully it, it's going to be able to hold the type of events that are going to be really impactful to the Lincoln economy. But it was way overdue. So I'm glad that they're actually moving on this. And the, the groundbreaking is just another step in the excitement of getting to it being a reality, yes. making it happen. Moving on. Number two. Senator Pete Ricketts holding a 2024 campaign kickoff tour today. He'll be in North Platte, Kearney, Norfolk, and Omaha. Imagine being Pete Ricketts and trying to find a date to announce your candidacy, to, which everybody knew he was going to run, but you know, like, yeah, they're really, every day this summer, you know, it's really, the last two months, there's basically nothing been happening in the news almost every day locally for the most part. So I can just pick whenever and announce this thing. And he announces yesterday. Between the Ted Carter news, the Google news, all of these stories that have come out in the last 72 hours before that with the prison and state uh, state hiring changes and hires and all of these things. Like, we are in the, the busiest five-day news cycle. And so here he is now at number two on the morning drive <laughs> when it would have been number one or number five, I should say. Almost any other day, but not a surprise. You know, not a surprise. I don't. It'll be interesting to see if he gets primaried in any way in in these things. You're going to need a lot of people to fill up all these seats, Mark, to run for Senate here with two seats going on. Yeah. I mean, how how many Republicans are we going to have running challenging the incumbents in this? Who are the Democrats going to be? Are they going to get any Democrats to actually do it? <laughs> are the they going to get anybody question. on the ballot? <laughs> which one? If you're a Democrat, which of the races do you pick? That's an interesting one, right? Ooh. Because because in theory, you know, oh, I guess the Ricketts term is shorter. That would be the one. That would be the one thing that's well, different, right? Yeah, you're because you won't be. The, it's not the full six year term for that one. Right. They're going to get it back on the regular on the regular numbers. That would just be the remainder of the existing SAS term, essentially. Right. You'll run in twenty twenty four, and then again in twenty twenty six. Yeah. Oh, which by the way, coming back to number five. And since I mentioned him and coming full circle on this whole thing, Caleb mentioned on Twitter. Yeah. <laughs> Caleb mentioned on Twitter yesterday. Okay. okay. No, no, no. I, on X. On X. Sorry. Okay. Hat tip, though. Jack was the first person I heard this from. And then I, 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 just, I said, yeah, let's see okay. what the people have to Hold say. Hold on. Now let me come back to defending myself while you're defending yourself. <laughs> I just said, all I said was, how long until someone mentions... Ben Sass as a possible replacement for the president of Nebraska, given he is now the president of the University of Florida and has Nebraska ties. And so Caleb posts that on Twitter. Basically, I don't know what you said. You weren't necessarily endorsing it. You were just like suggesting that it could be suggested, right? Well, yeah, and it was a little tongue in cheek with it. 
as well. I, I said, here's exactly what I said. Nebraska needs to go big with its next system president. Poach from a big school, maybe from the SEC, someone with Nebraska ties. <laughs> NU system president Ben Sachs. Okay, so you did make it sound yeah. like you were. <laughs> and Caleb did the unthinkable with this tweet. He united the libs of Twitter and the Trumpers of Twitter together as one, holding arm in arm, all of them yelling at Caleb Your together. Hate is the, fueling the, the, the me most, right now. The most left wing possible, <laughs> possible. Uh, woke, uh, whatever stereotype you want to throw out there, and the biggest MAGA hat wearing Trump flag in their pickup truck, listening to Jason Aldean songs and coming together. Look at you uniting the people, uniting the sides. It's, it's what we it's do. So beautiful. <laughs> I, I had some happy tears. By the way, united in not liking Caleb's idea. Yes, That's what it was. Yes. Hey, you get, you get you can win it if you can get everybody to. Age. <laughs> we can finally thing, finding things that unite us. <laughs> Number one. Last but not least. A couple more days of extreme heat. Uh, 104 today, 105 tomorrow. Mid-90s by Friday, cooler for the weekend. But as a result, uh, we do have a closing of LPS early childhood development classes both today and tomorrow. Uh, that's because they're bust during the middle uh, of the day and into the afternoon. That's when the heat is the worst, and as we heard yesterday, only about a third of the LPS school buses have air conditioning. And, uh, Caleb, we've got a handful of high school football games that were supposed to be on Thursday. They're just going to move to Friday, it looks like, yeah, you including got a, a couple of Lincoln ones. Yeah, you got a couple of the ones here for LPS. You are going to have Lincoln Southeast at Elkhorn South. That's actually now going to be at 4 o'clock on Friday. Uh, Which surprisingly will be better than 7 o'clock on Thursday. Well, and and the Elkhorn, who's going to play on that same field, they push their game back to 8 o'clock. So you'll get two games there. North Star also home matchup with Omaha Benson at UBT. That'll be on Friday. So two two more days, Mark, today and tomorrow. And And then then back to normal. Uh, Then we get a high of 95 and we're like, awesome. Yeah. Yeah, The the heat index on Friday is still going to be 100 in the middle of the day. But, yeah, I mean, the humidity is sticking with us. It's, but it'll still, for some reason, I know, here I am, I'm making Friday into this, like, ultimate day of relief. No. <laughs> <laughs> like, I've had it as this oasis in my mind for days, and now I'm afraid I'm going to get there and be like, wait, this is the same thing. This, this is still not this, awesome. This, this is the same stupid thing. <laughs> Crap. Saturday. Saturday is the day. Saturday is the day. Waited all Three week more for days. Saturday. 7.56. That's it for your morning drive. Brought to you by Stonebridge Insurance and Wealth Management on KLIN. When you're thinking Huskers. Think 1499.3 KLIN. Live from the Momo Pizzeria and Ristorante Studios at 44th and O. Morning radio for the entire capital city. This is LNK Today with Jack and Friends on the voice of Lincoln, 1499.3 KLIN. All right, welcome to the final hour of the show on what has been, whoo, it's been a busy one. Been a busy one. We've turned up the heat figuratively on the news and literally in the air and a lot to talk about today so much so that you know our next guest we booked kind of a special different time for him to be able to talk about 
the Lincoln Air Show. He comes in frequently on the show. And then it just so happened there's like eight other things that we might want to talk to him about as well. So welcome in Jason Ball from the Lincoln Chamber of Commerce. Hello, Jason. How are you doing today? Whew, I'm catching my breath. Jack. Yeah, a lot going on, lot going on right now. Um, I, I, I want to mention at the outset, and then maybe we can get to some more details here uh, a little bit later in the interview here, uh, but the Guardians of Freedom Air Show ca- uh, coming up Saturday and Sunday at Lincoln Air Park. Admission, parking free. More details at LincolnAirShow.com. I, I want to get into that with you here in just a second, but I do want to ask you some yeah. of the questions just about everything that's kind of happened in the last even 24 hours. Um, I know I heard, I heard some of the quotes from you, uh, saw that you were at this press conference announcement yesterday about, now we can say it, about Google. Um, Doesn't it feel good to be able to actually say the name sort Google? Of saying it before because I thought it was. But, um, yeah, just, just, just tell me about what the – obviously, I mean, we know this is a huge project, right? We know that there is going to be significant economic impact going along with that. But the fact that it's Google, tell us about why that is kind of a big deal and what the story of yesterday was for you. Well, look, anytime you can get a name brand uh, company – to, to set up shop in your community, that's a good thing. It's going to create high, high impact jobs. Um, and the development that is going to spur out there, we have seen that as an opportunity going back to my first time here in 2008. We were working with that site before Google was even mm-hmm. in the picture. We knew this was going to be uh, an attractive site. We're just, we're thrilled that the news is finally out because they began working this project, um, before I came back close to five or six years ago. This is long haul stuff and, and that's the company's prerogative, right? And so to, to get to this phase where we can say the name Google, we can be excited about having them in our community. I think it's going to serve us for years to come. It's going to be a great deal. Well, I guess people might say, okay, what's been going on? I mean, you essentially had this sort of announcement and you had this LLC that was kind of not clear who they were and there was a lot of talk about it and then we went through the pandemic obviously mm-hmm. and now you're here to the point of I think moving dirt close to having construction and knowing that it's Google what has kind of gone on in this process for the last few years well look it, no project of this size is going to move fast but this one definitely because of the pandemic I think moves slower than than others I think normally would when you're talking about investing $600 million over 600 acres that they, they bought, it's going to be a, a deliberative process and it's incumbent upon our organization. We're not trying to be coy. We're not trying to hide things. When a company approaches Lincoln, we have to respect that confidentiality. And so we take that really seriously. And so again, anytime your business is going to be investing that kind of resource, um, it's, it's just a process we have to respect and help with and there's a lot of questions that, that need to get asked there's a lot of questions the community had about providing services and those are appropriate sure. too and and those conversations had to be things use a lot of energy from what yeah. i understand for a building that size they, so, yeah, they do be, uh, look they, it's something they are, that you need though you're going to need some some real forethought on that they're resource intensive projects yes. but what i hope folks will remember is what they also bring in is continuous investment in things like telecommunications infrastructure things like their clients coming in and out of the community uh 
things like other investments in, in infrastructure. And so they are good corporate partners to have. They just they look a little different than some other projects. To, to what you're talking about, and we can, we can move on to some other things, but what, what do you see kind of in terms of the timeline, in terms of the specific economic impact that, that you hope that ideally that this has? I know they were talking about a number of employees at the beginning that was like 30. I assume that number goes up at some point. But what exactly does this economic impact look like ideally for Lincoln in terms of the timeline and in terms of specifically where the impact comes? So the the, the timeline for the build process for these projects is still going to be on the order of greater than a year. It's probably probably looking like two years for a, a, a first phase. And again, all that is still uh, subject to change per the client. Um, in terms of jobs, they know in their first phase they're going to be bringing on th- an additional 30 people at minimum. I will tell you in working with a whole lot of data centers through here and other uh, areas I've worked in, they they go up. Uh, there's going to be more jobs coming in and out of there. And it's the ancillary benefit of continuous construction that these do. Yeah, that's true. Um, the replacing blade servers, all the other r- services they need from the economy in Lincoln benefit greatly and directly gotcha. as well. So yeah. it's the secondary, some of those secondary impacts too yeah. that come along it's, with it it's as well. It's huge with these. So yeah. they're, they're a different type of project, but they're really, really great. And then one more thing, I just I just be curious. Um, the big, the other big news. It's like everything stacked one on the news. other. We've had so much to talk about even today and through this week as well. But um, the news from Ted Carter, who's going to be moving on to Ohio State in January. Um, I know you know Ted's somebody who obviously had had a relationship with the chamber. He's somebody yeah. the university is a major player here uh, here in Lincoln and across the state. So just your thoughts on on hearing that news yesterday and going forward. The the thing that in my short time I've been back for a year. And half and in my short time working with president carter he is the type of person that takes on challenges uh very directly uh very transparently talks about uh, you know options that they're they're thinking about and then gets behind a solution and and executes and so i've appreciated his his leadership style i think he has left the system uh better than he found it which is i think what every leader wants to to come in and do and uh i'm certainly sad to see him go but i'm uh choosing to be very happy for uh for him and linda as they they transition on to another great opportunity for them and nebraska is going to find another great leader um sadly there's not a whole bunch of people like president carter hanging on trees so right. that's going to be a process and it and it is a challenge for us but look we got a lot of momentum uh with what's happening at the university we have a whole lot of other good leaders there right now already and so i think we're going to be in 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 good hands and of course we'll stand to work with uh tim Clare and the rest of the board of regents as uh the lincoln chamber can help out yep we'll have a uh, few months here of transition and moving on to find out what's next is uh president carter is going to end his tenure here at the end of this calendar year all right let's talk uh air show which yeah. is originally what we were planning on talking about here uh, I, I guess, agenda item 17 this that's morning, right, right that's now. right so i kind of gave the, the bare bones about this coming up saturday sunday lincoln air park uh, admission free uh expecting a couple hundred thousand people i understand what What's happening? What's it going to be like for people who uh, who choose to go out there and take a look at it? Well, look, the, the the banner act is, of course, the Blue Angels. I think we've talked about that a whole lot. But I am so excited to see an F-35 demonstration team. That is the most advanced uh, jet that we have in the United States military right now. And so I'm, I'm so excited about that. Um, you know, of course, for folks that like the nostalgia of the World War II era planes, we have several of those, in, including a, a static display of the the, the P-59 Mustangs. 
uh, the KC 135 tanker jets. I, again, these are the big refueling jets with the boom mm-hmm. that comes out the back, right? That's what's based right here and operated by the 55th wing, uh, of the, of the air service. So, and there's just, it's going to be a celebration of our military. And the other thing that I've been thinking about a whole lot this week, Jack, is just, you know, it's a celebration of what it means to be in America too. Uh, and not to get two stars and stripes about it, but other countries don't do this. Other countries don't, uh, have the benefit of having an all volunteer military, uh, and celebrate the men and women that do this work and just the, the, the technical expertise that they all bring to it. Yeah. So I'm excited for that. Yeah, absolutely. And it sounds like, you know, you're talking about like those static displays. There's going to be kid zone area stuff. There's, there's even stuff going on the entire time when there aren't planes in the air necessarily correct there's going to be black hawk helicopters to uh, see and look at and i think you'll be able to get into them there's a, a, a warthog uh the a a10 warthog that's the the anti-tank jet right i mean there's going to be so much to to look at and on top of that uh through the partnership for economic development we're doing uh career fairs both saturday and sunday because we okay. want people to if they bump into a job that they they want uh, uh, many people are going to have their kids out there. We're going to have a STEM tent uh, that has been sponsored by LES and Doan, and 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 so that's going to be a great um, opportunity as well. It's it's we've tried to make it much much more than an, an air show on top of it. What should people know? I guess then logistically, practically about about getting there, about getting parked, about when to come, about what to bring, those sorts of things. Yeah, please do come early. Um, pretty pleased. Parking is free. Entry is free. Uh, and it's, it's going to be, uh, parking through air park. If, uh, if you need, uh, more information, you can go to, uh, I think it's Lincoln air show. Yeah. I got it up right here. Lincoln yeah. They got an FAQ section there. And so that, thing. that will give you maps on where to park and, and whatnot. The program is going to, uh, I think gates open around nine or nine 30. The program will kick off with an opening ceremony, uh, around 10 or 10 30. Um, and then the, the show itself will just progress throughout the day and it's going to be open until five 30. And, and so get there early if you know you want to see everything um, and just uh, give yourself some extra time because there probably will be lines. Uh, we've got, Thank goodness the weather's going to cooperate with us. We're thrilled about uh, some of this heat will actually be backing down. I think that's going to increase everybody's safety and yeah. enjoyment of the program as well. Yeah. It's going to be great. It's a good thing we got this scheduled when you do. Saturday and Sunday look good. We threaded the needle, Jack. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Fair to say there. Uh, just a little bit more in, in browsing the website is if you're wondering kind of performances are, are scheduled to begin at 11 a.m. But it's in the Blue Angels are going to go both days, for instance, but it's kind of is going to depend on weather, cloud coverage, those sorts of things on exactly when they're going to go. So you may yeah. not have an, an exact schedule. So stay tuned. Get out there. Be out there at, at those times. There's going to be other stuff to do while you're getting ready for the various actual aerial displays that are going There's on. There's going to be plenty of activity to enjoy. Very cool. Very cool. What? A couple hundred thousand people you expect for this thing throughout I, the weekend? Look, with is the that... weather cooperating with us, I'm, I'm looking at exceeding 300,000. Very um, cool. And in an average year, we're 200, 250,000. That's awesome. And and uh, should also mention, too, the air show coincides with Navy Week, uh, which is held right now. We're in the middle of it right now, 21st through yeah. 27th, and it's the first time that Lincoln has uh, hosted Navy Week. I had another uh, thing I, I wanted to mention here as well. The governor is going to hold a proclamation ceremony at 11 a.m. today in the rotunda of the state capitol. Rear Admiral Robert Worth will accept the proclamation. Sailors from the USS Nebraska, Abraham Lincoln, and United States Fleet Forces Command are going to be in attendance, and the Great Lakes Navy Band Woodwind Quartet is going to perform as well, and the public is invited to that if you want to be a part of that and make it 
the whole experience. And I'll just mention the, the chamber is hosting Admiral Worth and the governor at the governor's residence for a, uh, a luncheon reception. Uh, and so cool. we're, we're excited to celebrate that cool. event, too. Dignitaries are in. Everybody's uh, coming. The weather's going to be good, and we're going to get the uh, get the jets up in the sky. So that'll be. It's always fun too, even if you're not. I remember a few years ago when the Blue Angels were here. Actually, it was probably about a decade ago. But I was at one of my son's flag football games on a on a Sunday, and we were out at that that uh, Y Park where they play flag football. That's way west of town, uh, in the west side of town, and flag football goes on on a Sunday. And the Blue Angels, which you know, not too far from Air Park, Blue Angels go over the field, and these kids are in the middle of a play. Yeah. In a flag football Just game, everything grinds to a halt. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was yeah. it was hilarious. It was hilarious, and it was it was really stunning. And everybody in the entire place was, and it was so cool. So yeah. excited to have this for Lincoln, and uh, wish you best of luck with it. Wish everybody best of luck with it. I'm I'm excited that everything's lining up for it. So uh, go to LincolnAirShow.com for more information with any questions that you might have all right great to talk to you jason i appreciate you filling, filling us in on everything thanks so much jack i can't wait to come back on another hot news yeah exactly like it's just let's wait till everything's happening so i can get comment from you on everything that'd be great <laughs> it, it just consolidates things all right it's eight twenty three. we are going to grab a break caleb's got to check sports coming up next we've got john bishop coming up in 10 minutes goodness sakes we're eight days away Eight days away till Oscar football. Second to last time we'll talk to Bishop when we haven't had a game. Stay on another one a week from today. Jeez. Say 23 on Lincoln's News. Talk 1499.3 KLIN. Bringing you the news that shapes your world. The topics that matter to me. 1499.3 KLIN. He's been talking Huskers on the Nebraska airwaves for nearly three decades. It's Old Timers Day on the radio dial with former KLIN morning show sidekick, John Bitchup. Whew. What a day. That was a full break. What a day. <laughs> uh, it's just, man, it is. John, you remember those days when you were in, and, and I suppose it happens to a degree in sports radio too, but you're in news talk radio, and you would go through some of those dog days of summer and in July, uh, in particular, and then maybe into early August, and it was like, you know, sometimes we were we were being creative with what we were talking about because there wasn't necessarily a ton that engendered in the news that engendered great conversation, great extensive uh, conversation on the radio. So you had to create it a little bit. Um, well, we went through that for several weeks, and then in a period of about seven days, we just got everything that we missed for the rest of the summer in terms of news <laughs> stories. It's been that kind yeah. of a week here at KLIN. Yeah, I, 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 I sometimes enjoy those days, but I would really prefer that we drink out of the garden hose and not the fire hose. Right? <laughs> right. I could have used know, this just, on July twentieth. Right? It, Holy cow! Yeah, it's like our it's like our summer. Right? Yes. We didn't get any rain April, May, June. Excuse me. I had to sneeze there. Oh. And then all of a sudden in July, it's just like, oh, rain. And then just, it'd be nice if we could just like spread the wealth. Just spread the wealth. But uh, yeah. Oh, well, it is what it is. You know, it's, uh, it's, 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 uh, it's that time of year where things really start to heat up and we're, we're eight days away. Caleb, do you have the the uh, pill and clip uh, oh, I can where you can pull, play it? We we uh, right if here. if people are just joining us, of course, we've been talking about the uh, the decision by Ted Carter to go to Ohio State. I'm not going to say right. the Ohio State, um, and and that's going to be happening at the end of this semester. Can we so just call them Tosu if they really want that tea? 
Yeah, and uh, our our newsroom had the chance to talk to uh, Jim Pillen and talked about uh, him about a variety of things. Actually, we'll have news stories on here, whether it's a trip down to Texas and the border or the uh, the decision on the jail, which is another one that people are very interested in. Uh, but this quote, when we were listening to the uh, the 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 tape that Mark got, stood out to Caleb and and me right away. Take a take a listen to this. Probably disappointment in higher education in terms of. Uh, presidents that uh, just don't stick with you, you know, four years and move on to a greener pasture. Uh, I, I, I love Ted Carter. Uh, think the world of him, but, uh, you know, uh, he gave us our word, his word. We change things, we improve things. Uh, so that, uh, the, the, him, uh, him bailing at this moment is uh, very disappointing. Well, okay, John. Mm. Mm. <laughs> Love the guy, but he's bailing on me. Um, interesting. Yeah, Caleb. That and and uh, you wrote down that quote that he had at the very end. Will you do you you have that in front of you? Can you actually just read it? Because there were he gave us his word. We changed things. We improved things. Him bailing at this moment is very disappointing. Yeah, that's interesting. I wonder what he's yeah. referring to exactly. To what was changed or improved? Uh, well, I mean, I, I mean, one of the obvious things was changing the, the 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 leadership structure that you know I know we talked about quite a bit when the regents proposal came up, and and while that is important, you know, um, it you know there's probably a lot of other things in, right. regarding you know just university governance in general and policies and things that they want to do and 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 don't forget Carter was on opposite sides of the spectrum from then regent pillin regarding um critical race theory and some other things so um right. yeah there's a there's a lot of history there in in a short period of time yeah pillin was the chairman pillin was the chairman for the yeah. search committee yeah yeah <laughs> he was the one yeah. he was the one who got up on the podium the first person who uh said what a great what a great candidate they had found for That's this right. thing well and, in the in the ohio state thing that that could have been a much more recent development than even since those expanded powers came in from the regions. Sure. But but from what we heard from reporting yesterday is that a number of other places were throwing offers at Carter. Right. Right. And P- Pillen has essentially said, hey, you basically said you were going to stay. We did some things. Maybe it's, John, what, what you referred to. We did some, th- some things to make it better. And you, he, I mean, the word he used was bailed on on this whole thing. So it, it'll be, you know, there's there's obviously tons of questions and discussions to be had around this. But, John, I, I, I think you sort of, you understand this like I do, but maybe it's worth having a little bit of a conversation is, is, the you know we talk about chancellors we talk about presidents and a lot of times chancellors Harvey Perlman probably most notably has been talked about in sort of relation to the athletic department and and being a decision maker within the athletic department but the 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 president of the university system certainly has some internal academic duties for the system but a big part of that president's job that isn't as much of a, the chancellor's job is external relations right fundraising relationships with government relationships with other universities perhaps all of these these external things that go on and in a way you know in a way right now adding on that sort of athletics that athletics component to the president's job like they did a couple of months ago i think it jibes with that to some degree um but I also think it was done at the time because you had a new chancellor coming in 
and you had a you had some regents who thought it was probably very important to make sure you had someone experienced and to be able that they had a say in this whole thing. Um, but I think they weren't re- they weren't quite ready to saddle the new chancellor with that in that situation. So, with all that said, John, I don't know what they do now here with a, a new. Well, president. this was and to me this was part of the problem though when they when they decided to change some of that was and and I was I asked the question. Okay, great. We're changing this because Ted Carter's got all this athletics experience. What happens when he's gone? You know, um, and, and listen. No matter who's overseeing Trev Alberts in the athletic department, that person's going to have to have experience. Whether or not the chancellor has uh, or has any direct oversight anymore, that person is still going to have to have experience with athletics, or at least. Um, at least is going to have to be well-versed in that world. Because as we have seen over the last couple of years, and certainly amplified again over the last month or two, these universities have not separated themselves from athletics. They have totally hitched their futures and their reputations on their athletics. I'm talking about the big schools. I'm talking about the Big Ten schools Mm -hmm. and the SEC schools and these schools that have been added in here recently mm-hmm. and 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 this multi-billion dollar entertainment enterprise has now become more important than law schools and med schools and whatever whatever particular ex, you know fields of expertise you know these different institutions specialize in you know whether it's agriculture and mining like at Texas A&M or military or whatever the case may be mm-hmm Athletics now is their number one chief export. That's the thing. That's the thing that gets them all the attention. That's the thing that gets, you know, that, that helps sells the product, the product being the school. That's the thing that is the identifier that people from coast to coast can realize. Cause remember, all of these moves being made in college football contraction is about what? What did Trev Albert say? The brands, top 35 to 40 brands. Mm-hmm. Those are all things. Those, those brands are the names, are the reputations of those athletic programs, specifically football. And that's what's leading everything right now. That's, that's the oxen in front of the cart. That's what's pulling the wagon. And, and, and so anybody who gets into college administration had better be pretty well versed in in that world as we saw um i don't know if you saw this but uh i think it was last week or two weeks ago when and there's been a lot of stories about why did the pac-12 die and one of the accounts was and i can't remember which school it was specifically and maybe it even wasn't named but when the pac-12 went to negotiate and and espn said okay here's what we're going to offer you and a professor on one of the campuses of the pack of a Pac-12 university who, you know, claimed to be an expert in marketing or media or whatever said, Oh no, no, you guys are worth 50 million. You're not worth 30 million. You're worth 50 million. And they used that advice, went back to ESPN and said, yeah, we're not worth what you're offering. We're worth this. And ESPN said, okay, goodbye. Mm-hmm. You know, it, so it shows how important it is. There are consequences. You better know. Yeah. 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 You better know what's going on. Yeah. Yeah. And listen, I would, 
it, it it sounds I don't know if shallow is the word to to say this now, but I would be as as someone who is an alum, who's someone who has you know as a kid that's going to that university right now, all of those things is like. Yeah, I would say fairly unabashedly, they need to make sure they get a president who's competent. Not only competent, but maybe an expert in those areas right now, among because other things. Because we're moving to a point here. I mean, we're not here yet, obviously, and I don't know how many years we are away from it. But we are moving to a point to get it to the 35 to 40 brands, as Trev Alberts mentioned. There's going to be teams paired away. And I'm not talking about teams like Washington State and Oregon State, who found themselves on the outside. I'm talking about teams that are currently inside the power structure who aren't going to be deemed worthy enough yeah. to stay among the top brands. And and so, yes, Nebraska's got a lot to work with. Its name, its fan base, you know, its popularity, its television ratings, and all those things are important. But as we have seen through this process, your ability to press the flesh to work people inside the room, to negotiate. You better have somebody in that presidential role and or that chancellor's role who can work with others because, it, you know, one bad meeting, one bad misstep in a boardroom, and all of a sudden you can find yourself on the outs. Yes. Yes. Uh, bottom line, external relations as it pertains to college athletics is an entire new proposition in 2023 than it was 10 years, even 10 years ago um, for presidents and chancellors. It is, and it's got more impact than it, than it ever has. And that, for better or for worse, is is why you've got to be thinking about that. Now, I wouldn't, I wouldn't necessarily say that about a chancellor, right? And especially now that the University of Nebraska has done what they've done in terms of responsibilities. But I think a chancellor, you know, I think that's kind of a side thing, right, for what you're looking at when you're looking at a chance. You're looking at internal academic affairs. You're looking at the direction academically for the school. But, you know, a president who's who's focused in part on external affairs and 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 relationships and fundraising and all of those things, I think it's entirely appropriate to be open about that right now. And, that, and frankly, yeah. I think this Board of Regents probably will, to be honest, just kind of judging from the, the tone of them so far. So we'll see. Yeah. We will see. Um, yeah, it, it, it's big. It's it's certainly it's certainly huge. And 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 I hope you know we haven't really talked specifically about Ted Carter here, but uh, and I know obviously uh, we heard the the clip from um, from Jim Pill in there. I mean, when you look at the numbers and you look at the status of the schools right now, it makes perfect sense why Ted Carter would accept this job. Yeah. Yeah, as, so? as disappointing as it is, and I'm not saying you know uh, it's dis- not disappointing that he's leaving Nebraska, but it's understandable. It, it's 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 very similar to you know what if what if I'm just throwing this out here. What if what if Matt Rule got offered to coach at Ohio State? Right. I mean that's that's a more lucrative job right now in that field. Same can be said for you know the university president side. Oh, oh boy. All right. Well. This uh, this throws a wrench in in a lot of things. It seems like no, it doesn't. They can still make a bowl game, Jack. Didn't you watch the <laughs> YouTube thing last night? Matt Rule's talking I about did. second teamers, third teamers. How everyone's important. You better have your button gear. They can still make a bowl game even without Ted Carter. The uh, yeah, to the extent I could hear everything, um, I I, I saw it. <laughs> need I needed some closed captioning bad on that thing on on a couple of yeah. He brought he brought Trev Alberts right out there. I center stage on the on the football field said uh yeah you played on scout team right 
and brought him out there. And I don't know. It, I, I guess I am curious about what you think. They are, uh, man, they are putting a lot of resources, even if you can't hear it all, they're putting a lot of resources into like this weekly reality show about Nebraska football that's on YouTube if you haven't seen it. In, in uh, Scenes from practice, inside stuff, behind closed doors, all of that. Where do you think that comes from exactly? Where is the desire to do that, or what is the who's saying? Well, hey, we it, should do yeah, this. And maybe and Caleb, you have maybe you have the the intel, but isn't it? It's just it's it, there's there's one young student who's kind of the spearhead for this project, right? Um, I, I thought I, that's what I'd heard. I think that's that's what I'd heard. But overall, the all of the video that they grab, they have a team of creatives that are always right. around everything. And you and folks, when they when they get to see a game, and you maybe see it a little bit in Minnesota and Colorado, but you definitely see it in Memorial Stadium. The number of people that are around the the field and around the team, which is cameras constantly doing stuff. That's what they have at. at on campus right now with the practices and that's right. where you get all this video from i do not want to be in that editing room though man oh yeah it's, so it, it's crazy and listen this is this is a i mean yeah it, it's probably you know the video department the students the folks who are working it they're doing the hard labor but this is a matt rule product you know we talked about uh Deion sanders and all the stuff they're doing with his son basically running the video department this is matt rule's way of doing this and 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 listen before Deion sanders was even hired at colorado the things i had been hearing behind the scenes was matt rule is very hands-on when it comes to how his product is sold outwardly this this i i don't know if this was his idea but certainly nothing's going out without his approval yeah, that's what I and, wondered. Is he in the editing room saying, "All right, see, right. I don't know if he's so much in the editing it. room, but he's he's very careful about you know what the messages they want sent out there." And you know, I had heard some stories about his times at, at at Baylor, you know, about you know just being very particular. Heck, even about some of the elements that happen, you know, on game day, you know, when it comes to you know presentation of the team or the music and, and things of that nature. Now, I don't know if he's carried over all of that from Baylor because Baylor was a different circumstance than at Nebraska. But this, you know, this project and, and this, these features that you're seeing on social media, Matt Rule's got a big part to do with that because, you know, and as we've seen, he is, I mean, he's the most media savvy football coach Nebraska's ever had. Yeah. Um, and, and it's not even a close second. Um, you know, Bill Callahan would be way in the distance, right? right? And Callahan was pretty good about these things, but but it was a different time back then because social media wasn't nearly as big as it is today. Hardly it was hardly right. in its existence when Callahan was here. You- but 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 Matt Rule, Matt Rule's got a lot to say about these these types of things, and this is his way of getting the product out in front of the people, and and obviously it's working. He's won a lot of hearts and minds. You know, it's another interesting side effect of this. Is I've watched all of these, and you know, I've enjoyed them. They've been they've been well done, uh, and but I know this team. I feel like I already know this team in a more intimate, for lack of a better term, in an intimate way than I've known. Mo- almost, you know, any other team on August twenty third, the week before. But is that that's a thing that we've talked about? 
has been an issue with a different team on campus with men's basketball with all of the turnover and being like, well, I don't really know them. I right. can't really relate. Right. And then you get into some a weird late season run and you're like, okay, I really but, relate to these guys. Like, but going into a season where there's a lot of new guys and a new coaching staff, this is perfect to get to that part of it. For example, if Billy Kemp walked down the street, I'd know who he is right now. Yes. Two years ago, if Samari Toure walked down the street, I would have no idea who he was. <laughs> I mean, it's just, I mean, that's kind of a bottom line of it. Just because I've seen him on this show so much and I've seen him talk so much. Right. Uh, yeah. And that's, that's part of my problem. I still need supers, you know, under, and, and I'm yes. not very good with faces anymore. <laughs> yeah, right. Yep. I Same mean, when thing. I was a kid, when I was 12 years old, yep, that's Mike Mandelko. Yep. That's Mike Rogier. Yep. That's Turner Gill. Yep. That's, you know, uh, Shane Swan. I mean, I'm, you know, but now I like, I almost need supers under everybody. They haven't, they could role. use more actually than yes, they do. They on could the because they do. I'm, I'm, I'm just terrible with these. I, 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 I wish I had my 12-year-old brain yes. today oh, because my retention of a lot of these things just, you know, was so much better than it is now. I play that immaculate grid game when you have to come up with old names and I can feel my brain hurting because I can't do it <laughs> like I used to. I, I'm, I'm, always, I'm always thinking back to... Like 1984. Me too. Right. 1986. I know. And trying to go there because I'm better at relating to, you know, this dude played for the San Francisco Giants yeah. better in 1986 than, you know, I'm better knowing who Atley Hammaker is than, you know, name any pitcher Somebody off the Giants the today. Five years. In yeah. 2005, I would have destroyed that game. Right. I, uh, when I do yeah. those immaculate grits, it's always, yes, that's the same thing. I'm going to the Tecmo Super Bowl roster, right? That, <laughs> exactly. That kind yeah. of thing. Exactly. <laughs> All right. Hey, uh, good discussion, John. I'm sure you and uh, you, you guys will be delving into this pretty significantly today, too. And who knows what other news we're going to have during the course of the day today. But uh, we'll be joining, uh, of course, we'll be listening to John and Josh on uh, 1620 The Zones on Sportsmanlike. Conduct 2 to 6. All right, John, good to talk to you. Have a good show today. We'll talk to you next Appreciate week. it. Inside Baseball. Caleb, send me that pill and audio. I'd love to love to hear, play it on the show today. <laughs> I'll get it to you. All Thank right, you. There you go. You can hear our audio on our sister station today, <laughs> evidently. All right, 8 to 6. We'll wrap up the show to this on KLIN. You're listening to LNK Today with Jack and Friends on 1499.3 KLIN. Woo. Well, let's see what happens today, shall we? Oh, yeah. Buckle up. It's almost 9 a.m. This is when uh, crap starts happening usually during days. Uh, <laughs> All right. We'll be back tomorrow. Tomorrow is Thursday. We got tickets to Volleyball Day in Nebraska, or as One Matt Rule calls week it, away. Volleyball Day in America. Uh, yes. We're going to play Generation Collaboration as well, Millennials. We have a new scoring system. Millennials are 12-0, and 0, Gen X 5-0, and 0, Boomers are 2-1. and 1. Time to improve those numbers for the non-Millennials. <laughs> and uh, also have Greg Sharp joining us tomorrow. Going to be busy. We'll see you then. 9 o'clock, KLI and Lincoln.